Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is mushy brown puree on the horizon for your twins? Or are you looking for something more interesting when you introduce solid foods? If you're thinking about giving your babies fresh homemade food, stay tuned to learn the essentials. Joining us today is our panel of twin parents who are here to talk about homemade baby food for twins. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app, and it's available for most smartphones. Well, before we get started, let's go around our room and uh, see who are, is here to share with us about their experience with baby food. Um, so let's see here. Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of getting my feet wet in this whole thing. So hey, everyone. I'm Sunny, and uh, I'm a mommy to four children. Um, Sarah is my oldest. Urban's my middle guy. And then my twins are Ainsley and Addison. And um, they were exclusively breastfed up until about maybe seven months they're now eight months um and now we're starting to incorporate some stuff but i would say they're still like 90 percent breastfed because wow. i just well i i'm honestly it's because i'm lazy i have tried to do some puree stuff and it's messy i thought it was messy with one baby you know with my singletons and now i don't know um how you guys usually fed your babies when they were that age but like it's like if i start to feed one the other one cries and so i'm like do i have to get two spoons out at once and anyways the whole thing is just more than i can handle right now i'm just so, so you're Kind of in, as much as possible. <laughs> but you're, you're you're ready to dive right in. I, I mean, I am, and I and I'm certainly interested in learning about how to make baby food. Um, we didn't even consider it with my singletons. It was just easier to go to the store, buy the stuff, and it wasn't really a big concern of mine. Um, and, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this later on the show. But you know, now with two, financially, there's just some things to consider, and you obviously want the best for your babies. And we're looking at the ingredients, going, okay, there's more than one reason really to consider making our own. So I'm excited to learn from you guys today. Awesome. And Shelly. Hey, I'm Shelly. I'm the producer here at Twin Talks. I have identical twin boys who just turned two, and I am 35 weeks with a singleton girl. So we'll be getting back into baby food soon. <laughs> um, we So we started right at six months with the boys because I think first-time moms are always eager. And, you know, I kind of like Sunny said, if I had known how much of a hassle it was, we might have <laughs> waited longer. Um, and for us, it was 100% finances. We could not afford 
jars or pouches. I mean, they're expensive. So um, we made everything at home for the boys. I think I might have bought, I don't know, a couple here and there for traveling or out and about. But I mean, really, times two, the cost was, and my boys were big eaters. So um, we just, it was kind of, the decision was made for us, um, but it ended up working out really well. And they're, I mean, they're fantastic eaters. There's really nothing they won't try. So um, I'm excited to get talking about it. Uh, Before we jump in, though, I wanted to let the listeners know that we have a virtual panelist program. So for those of you who can't make it into the studio but want to participate still, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, and you can also use the hashtag TwinTalksVP to be part of the conversation from home. Awesome. And I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald, and I have, uh, let's see, identical girls who will be five in the next month and a half. And um, so it's it's been a while since we've done... Um, you know the baby food, but but we thought that was one of our things, and and yeah, Shelly, we were also motivated by by a lot of it by cost, so um so we did that, and then I do have a singleton who is she'll she's almost two, um, and we also did baby food, but we took a little bit of a different approach um, called you know baby led weaning, which we'll we'll talk about. So um so I think there's kind of some different ways to approach the the whole you know homemade baby food making, and um you know I'm sure we can. Look at the pros and cons of everything. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so we have a fun segment today. It's called We're Expecting What? And this is a segment that we'd like to do. It's all about when you guys first found out that you were pregnant with twins and the funny stories that happened shortly thereafter. And this comes from Amber. Amber writes, I found out I was pregnant when I was seven weeks and my eight-year-old daughter was talking to my belly, saying how there was two babies in there. Well, at nine weeks, I got my first Sano and she was right there. And I showed her the pic, and she said, Ha, I told you there was two. And she kept telling me how they are a girl and a boy. She went there with me to find out the sex, and when the lady told us there was a boy and a girl, she yelled, Ha, told you I was right again. Man, Mom, when are you going to learn I'm always right? Okay, well, thanks, Amber, for sharing this story with us. If you guys have a funny story about finding out you're pregnant with twins or even the gender of your twins, we would love to hear it. You can send us an email or call our voicemail at 619-866-4775. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, today's topic is homemade baby food for twins, and today we're chatting with our experts here in the studio, our panelists, about the logistics of making homemade baby food. So, hey, thanks for joining us. 
Um, in our introduction, we, we touched a little bit on some of the reasons why um, each of us chose to do uh, baby food. And um, I know we said um, cost is one of them. Um, my gosh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know for myself, I bought a little bit of jarred food just for the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I recall, I mean, it was like at least, I mean, if I could find on sale, it was like at least a dollar a jar. It depends on what you buy it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, we try to get all of our food pretty <laughs> cheaply. We try to, you know, go to the best stores for the best deals and, and do all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it de- and it also depends on what age, too. The, mm-hmm. Like the really basic puree stuff is always cheaper. But once you get into like, you know, I, I don't even know the, the ages that they put on it, but the chunkier, you know, they got different stages usually. Yes. And if something really has whole noodles in it or something like that, I mean, there's like things you can buy as an adult that would probably be just as filling. So, I mean, they charge you like, you know, a lot more for those types of foods. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, if you get it, I mean, if it's organic or yeah. if it's, you know, what, GMO free or gluten free or... I mean, there's there's a cost to it, you know. Yeah, so I mean, there's the jars, which is kind of what most people think of initially, um, and they're fairly, I mean, fifty cents to a dollar, depending on where you get them and how many of them you buy at once. But I mean, if your kids are anything like mine, then each one will eat the entire jar, and then that's you know, two dollars for breakfast, two dollars for lunch, two dollars for dinner. I mean, it's it adds up, you know. You don't want to be spending dollars and dollars, and then. Once they get a little bit bigger, they're eating two jars or three jars. Oh I mean, I've gosh. heard people, you know, their kids, they, they eat, they're hungry. So, and that's a lot of money um, on food that you can't use for anything else. Right. You know, it's not part of your budget already. Um, and then some people had mentioned they had the problem where their kids wouldn't finish a jar and you can't yes. put a jar back in the fridge because yes. once you put so then you have to spoon it into something else. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it was overwhelming for us in terms of cost. And so we just, you know, I had heard from other people um, making your own food was better, fresher, less expensive, and really not very time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of where – and nutrition also, you know, controlling the food. I mean – Because you, you know what's in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things is just, you know – I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I try to avoid processed food as much as I can in general. But, I mean, like you do – sometimes you think, oh, it'll say like 100% natural – but I mean, what does that really mean? You know, it's like then you start looking at these ingredients and they have these preservatives to maintain freshness. And, yeah. you know, oh, and then there's like, you know. Yeah, how much citric acid Citric does acid. A, a child need? Yeah, exactly. Or zinc oxide, you know, for color. And it's like, really? You know, I, I'm, I'm starting now, as I mentioned, to feed my twins food. And I have one twin that will pretty much eat anything except meat stuff. That stuff, oh my gosh. I don't even know if I'd feed it to my dog. <laughs> um, but I keep thinking they, they need it. But then I, I've heard this quote um, from a lactation consultant that um, food before one is just for fun. And uh-huh. I like have that kind of in my head. And I'm like, okay, we're kind of just playing around with food right now. It's not really – they don't really need it nutritionally because I'm still breastfeeding them so much. Um, and but, but anyways, my one twin will eat anything. The other one, even the basic, basic stuff that is like stage one puree stuff, she is having trouble with. And it's not just – at first it was like she just didn't know what to do with it. You know, it's like, what's this in my mouth? But like even bananas. She's just kind of like, and bananas are sweet. Like, you yeah. you know, you think that that, if anything, you know, that that would be something that she would eat. So I'm also having an issue with one is taking to it really quickly. And the other one is just like, not so much just give me the boob, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. 
So it might, it might take time to sort of just, you know, introduce a few things mm-hmm. and see if maybe they take on, you know, to one thing, one well, flavor yeah, or one not. Of the and then, yeah, benefits of making your own food, I think, over buying it is different tastes and textures. Um, so some babies don't like the pureed texture. You can try something like chunky, like some babies will respond better to a chunkier texture, mm-hmm. like a... You know, like an avocado just mashed up versus uh, like something pureed, you know, a piece of a banana instead of a banana mango pouch. So I think for it was helpful for us to have the options. Um, And my kids also didn't like to be fed at all. If I tried to put a spoon in their mouth, they just took the spoon out of my hand, which it was a really messy. <laughs> it's still really messy. I'm not even going to lie. Mealtime has always been a disaster around our house, but it was easier with two. Like I would preload a spoon, you know, here's some avocado, here's some sweet potato, mash it onto the spoon and then give them the spoon and then my hands were free to eat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that turned out it was really kind of convenient for us that we let them, you know, here's your food on your tray, have at it, and I can eat my own food. I mean, I think... And that's kind of like more the the baby-led weaning approach where the kids get to sort of uh, decide at what pace they want to eat. And we could do, you know, some foods... I mean, I wasn't comfortable giving them whole pieces of chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, that seemed terrifying from a choking standpoint. So, you know, you can puree something, but then, like, I would preload it on a spoon for them. I would just make sure it was thick enough to stick to the spoon. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so we, like I said, we did a mix of things, but... Take it for right. So, now you mentioned, um, as far as, like, what what kind of foods did you introduce? I know, I mean, we did, you know, a lot of, like, let's just say vegetables, because, I mean, everybody wants their kids to try different vegetables. So, So we started slow with kind of one food at a time, like they recommend for allergy reasons, but we didn't really space it out very much, just... One food one day, add another food the next day, and really just for the first month. Um, and after that, it was kind of like free for all, you know, yeah, anything. Yeah. Once we kind of saw they didn't react to anything, it was whatever we were eating. Um, and I actually have never eaten as healthy in my life as I did when my kids started eating because I wanted to kind of set a good model. So we would, a lot of banana, avocado, um, sweet potato, mm-hmm. um, and those are all things that you could just mash and put on a spoon. I didn't even have to. You know, I I would microwave a sweet potato, and one potato would feed, you know, the three of us for dinner. I'd have Mm -hmm. half, and I'd give each of them half mashed up and kind of let them have at it for vegetables. Um, I did puree some peas initially, Mm -hmm. but once, again, like once they hit eight or nine months, I just gave them the peas whole, you know, same thing, cubes of sweet potatoes. Um, And and those are great, too. I think one of the things I know I did a lot of things was um, I would mix... Um, some fruits and vegetables so they get a little bit of the sweet and savory together so maybe like you know doing um, like a peas and maybe with apples I mean apples seem to go with a lot of stuff oh yeah so we used, too, I bananas, um, yeah. we actually used apple juice when we made the meat purees I know it sounds weird but mm-hmm. you could oh, uh, yeah, it made it oh, sweeter yeah, we yeah, would yeah. what I would do is I would cook chicken in a crock pot like just plain chicken breasts with apple juice mm-hmm. as the liquid in there mm-hmm. um, make a whole crock pot full of chicken shred it up and then I had one of those baby food makers because I got it as a gift, but 
I mean, you could use any blender or food processor to make baby food. It only takes a minute. So that was how we did meats. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of juice and then chicken or beef or pork and blended it up. Mm-hmm. How about grains? Because I know um, sometimes, and, and right now a lot of people are you know gluten-free, and um, what kind of grains do you use with your kids? I know we were um, use, we did a lot of oatmeal at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and then, you know, one thing I've used a lot is polenta. So you can, you know, cook that up and when it hardens, you know, it, it can form sort of like, you know, little pieces that they, you know, kids can pick up, but it's still ultimately squishy and, mm-hmm. you know, they're easy to, to digest. That's so, a really good idea. So, yeah, that. we skipped the baby cereal. Um, you know, a lot of people, the old recommendation used to be four months, start with some rice cereal um, and because of the iron added to it, um, but the added fortified iron is poorly absorbed to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and so we didn't really see a reason to give them kind of, you know, a fake iron supplement. We did oatmeal um, only when we were eating it, too. That was another thing. Um, we basically tried to make sure that the boys just had whatever we were eating, so if it wasn't something that I would be eating, then I wouldn't give it to them, and that, again, was kind of our thinking, like, let's have them have the same eating habits we do, but for grains, we did a lot of oatmeal and then bread actually and there's Mm -hmm. this really cool um recipe we found you take you cut off the crusts of bread and you spread like a piece of like whole grain bread if you just spread a thin layer of applesauce on it and roll it up you can put (laughs) it roll it up mm -hmm, you roll it up um and you put it in the microwave for 30 to 60 seconds and it dries it completely out and so you end up with kind of like a teether almost yeah so it's like a hard it turns the bread hard you know because the and then mm. the applesauce keeps it together, and then they could just chew on it. So those were great for keeping them busy while we were fixing dinner. Oh, so it's yeah. kind of like a healthy homemade baby teether. Yeah. Ah. Um, and the boys loved those. I got it from another friend, another twin mom on one of my groups. And it was, I mean, it was the kind of a lifesaver because it's got applesauce, so it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that harder texture so they can chew on it. And it's Oh, that's perfect grain, so for my healthy. girls now yeah. because they are, they put everything in their mouth. They're teething like crazy. No teeth yet, but I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the equipment that you might need um, in making baby food. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking with our expert panelists about the different ways of introducing foods via either puree or chunks or kind of baby-led weaning and uh, the use of texture. So, um, so Shelly and Sunny, how did you how did you introduce texture? Did you puree foods completely, or did you leave some chunks in there, or you know, did you do the the baby-led weaning approach where you're you know doing it in, in you know, big pieces. So we um, we never pureed it all the way down to what your typical baby food would be. Um, like I said, we occasionally bought some of those, like single flavor pouches or jars, but um, everything was chunky. So if my kids were having avocado, I literally just like mashed an avocado with a fork and put it on a spoon, a sweet mm-hmm. potato mashed with a fork and some butter and put it on a spoon. Um mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, I, I personally think, I think that's a great way to go because 
when you have that variety of texture, I think it really forces the the babies to get used to that feeling of something solid, you know, on mm-hmm. their on their mouth. And it's like, okay, they have to, you know, use their palate to kind of mash it down. And it's, I mean, it's soft enough and probably small enough that they can swallow it, but it's not just sort of oozing all over the place. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know your kids. So, I mean, my boys did really well with chunky textures, big pieces. They mm-hmm. took to eating very well. But, I mean, some... Some kids respond better to those thinner purees, and that's okay, too. So making your own baby food, I think, really gives you control over, like you mentioned, your your girls having different preferences. I mean, you can make them different textures, and I think that's one of the huge benefits is, you know, my kid responds well to this, so I'm going to make it this mm-hmm. way for him. You know, I mean, especially, especially with twins because, I mean – my boys are identical. It doesn't mean they're the same, but they're they had pretty similar tastes and textures. And but even in the foods they chose to eat more of, um, or how much of it they chose to eat at once, they were different. And then you know, if you're looking at fraternal twins, they're 100% de- de- developmentally different. You know, they have different likes, different dislikes, different preferences, um, and so you don't have to feed them exactly the same you know you can kind of say this is my texture kid and this one's gonna need (laughs) you know things a little bit more pureed this kid loves her fruits and he's a little more into his vegetables so you Mm kind of have that flexibility I think Mm -hmm. I think one of the nice things in defense of purees a little bit though is that um, if you're transitioning from breast milk I think it's more of an easy or could be an easier transition just consistency wise Mm -hmm. I mean especially if you have babies that really love breast milk Mm -hmm. and you can't get them off the breast and like I felt that um, it was a little bit a little bit more messy for sure um, but a little bit more like breast milk that transition I actually made my boys oatmeal with breast milk yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so at instead of buy I mean we bought prepackaged oatmeal I didn't roll my own oats or anything but um, <laughs> when you know instead of making it with water or regular milk I made the yeah. food with breast milk and you can use breast milk to thin out a puree if it's too chunky or mm-hmm. too thick um, and you can also use formula if you're formula feeding too so that's another option for transitions you can kind of customize how much should I put into here mm-hmm. no that's smart now how about for flavors too I mean what did you do to make it more interesting because I know you know we talk about I mean fruits most kids adapt well to fruits but then kind of going back to the whole vegetables you know how do you make that interesting did you guys use seasonings I mean I know I with with my my twins it was pretty you know bland and straightforward I was going under the rules about well don't add salt and don't add butter and you know all these things <laughs> like oh no we're gonna have these obese kids um, but then when I did you know with my singleton you know I felt like you know what I think there's really nothing wrong with butter a, a little bit of salt and a little bit I mean I used spices I used all the regular spices in my spice cabinet and I mean she she really enjoyed it because I felt like you know if I want to introduce vegetables and really you know get her palate you know excited then why shouldn't she have what adults having as you know as long as it's not harmful so yeah that was kind of our approach um so we started with more vegetables and less fruits and then just kind of added in whatever but yeah butter I mean babies brains are developing they need fat Mm -hmm. you know so butter coconut oil olive Mm -hmm. oil the things that you know whatever you normally use to kind of fatten up your food at home Mm -hmm. um, babies can have too and um, sea salt especially like that really good you know we we had some of that like Himalayan pink sea salt just a little tiny bit of that goes a long way and there's Mm -hmm. you know the minerals in it are good 
too, for taste and texture and really any seasonings. We try to avoid anything that would be too much of an irritant. So mm-hmm. um, only a little bit of cinnamon, mm-hmm. um, you know, very, I don't think we used pepper for a while, mm-hmm. um, but just, you know, a little bit. But when you think about it um, in other cultures around the world, um, they don't sell jarred plain baby food. Right, and, right. You know, babies eat what their parents, what the parents eat. eat. Yeah. And this whole idea that baby food has to be bland and <laughs> simple and very mushy is kind of this manufactured idea, you know, right. along with processed food. And so I think kind of just looking outside your box, if your child was raised somewhere else, they would be eating heavily seasoned or heavily mm-hmm. spiced food. Oh, yeah. It's not harmful. It's actually delicious. Oh, exactly. In fact, you know, um, I have to say, I'm a big fan of Indian food. Now, when I was pregnant, I mean, actually with all the kids, I ate a lot of curries. So <laughs> I kind of think I sort of prepped them. They got it when I was pregnant, you know, the amniotic <laughs> fluid. They got it with the mm-hmm. breast milk. So when they were doing baby food, I actually did some sort of curry. I mean, I used, you know, turmeric and, you know, some of the different, um, you know, like um, there's garam masala, you know, a little bit of those. And I, I'm not kidding you. My, like today, all my kids like curries. <laughs> <laughs> my boy's favorite thing to eat is pho. I mean, oh yeah, and it's my favorite place to take them because it's it's inexpensive, yeah. it's family friendly. You get a lot of food. It comes up fast. Yes, your check is up fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, and they'll even. I mean, you know, just now we're starting to give them their own broth because they're kind of learning with that. But we would just put noodles and meat in a bowl for them, oh, and then yeah. give them bites of our broth, and and doesn't didn't matter how spicy or heavily seasoned, they would just slurp it right down. So mm-hmm. I'm hungry now, you guys. <laughs> I'm <making me> hungry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then you know, how about with, with meat? So it sounds like I think uh, you'd given your boys like little pieces of chicken. Yeah, um, and, you know, so a lot of that? the reason that they recommend baby cereal is because of the iron in it. But that's, that's an, it's an additive, you know, mm-hmm. there's not, iron isn't naturally occurring in rice cereal. Yeah. So it's just, it's fortified. Um, and so the new recommendations are switching towards making meat kind of a first food. Yeah. Yeah. And in, I think in Canada, actually, that is their first recommendation. Like meat should be your first food. Um, organ meats, actually, if you can oh, believe interesting. it. Oh, interesting. Because the fat is good for their brains. We didn't go that far, but yeah. it's, you know. Um, <laughs> we, we, we did salmon. Now, yeah. salmon, I think, you know, I, salmon is such has such a mild flavor to it. I mean, I think that is such a great food. I mean, and, and tuna, too, sometimes, you know, even just, you know, good canned tuna with just, you know, a little bit of flavor. I don't do the whole mayonnaise thing. I'm not a big mayonnaise fan. But, I mean, I think sometimes with just a little bit of seasoning or lemon juice on it. And, you know, if you're not – because I didn't eat mayonnaise for years. Well, now I'm a little more open. But you can mix tuna with Greek yogurt instead. Yeah, that's a, no, I oh, love that's that. Because it's, it's got that protein and it's a simple food and then you're not giving your kids mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I made tuna salad with Greek yogurt. Um, and actually even like little bits of onions. My children love onions, which oh, wow. is strange, right? <laughs> you wouldn't think, but no, they, you know, they, they think that they're great. Just another vegetable to chew on. Right, awesome. So, um, okay, well, we talked about sort of like some of the things you can make for babies, but um, how do we, how do you actually do that? And I think, Shelly, you mentioned you had, um, you know, a baby food maker, which mm-hmm. in fact, I, I, I had one too, but I think most folks probably do it just the old fashioned way. Um, and I think it's usually, I mean, don't most people use just steam the food? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And so I think, you know, you steam get it. it so we only steam yeah. stuff that we would normally steam. So vegetables would get steamed, um, but we didn't steam fruit. I never made my own applesauce. That's not, uh, that was more work than I was willing to invest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know some people who did, but like fruit, we just, um, we would just give whole. But if we did want to blend it, 
you know, occasionally like strawberries, you can just chop them up and put them in the blender. You don't need to steam a strawberry. There's no. Right, right. But it was really, I mean, it was really simple, especially in the beginning because you're just doing a lot of simple foods. So like I said, I'd microwave a potato um, when they were first eating solids, you know, six to seven months. Um, I would completely mash it with a fork Mm -hmm. and put it in a bowl with a spoon for them. Um, Once they got a little bit better with their hands, I would cut it into smaller cubes and Mm -hmm. then you know, eventually just big pieces. Right. Yeah. I know like with um my with my singleton, um, I would um, you know, I'd buy the baby carrots or really you know, they're shaved down carrots anyway, and then steam them and then I'd actually give it to her whole so she could she could hold on to the carrots. So they'd be they'd be soft so she could just, you know, bite in, they'd sorta, of, you know, mush them. I mean a little little bit of resistance, but you know, really soft enough, but she could hold on to it. So I mean it was great because I felt like, okay, I just cook. I don't I really didn't have to do any prep really. Yeah, and I know so you can like puree, freeze, make large batches. We tried once or twice, I made like a big batch and froze it. But to be honest, if you're feeding two kids, I mean, you, you're going to go through that faster than it's even worth putting in the freezer. So I found that the act of like getting it out, defrosting it, heating it to the right temperature took just as much time as making it. So we really didn't do a lot of freezing or storage mm-hmm. um, or and we didn't really do it in advance. So I, I remember a lot of moms saying like, oh, you can make huge batches, keep them because um, you can freeze them in like ice cube trays. Right, right. Like that's actually what we did. Now, I mean, I I did take the um, with my my twins. I did do it um, in batches, and my reasoning was that you know I went to the store and I'd get like maybe a big bunch of of fresh spinach, and so you know the shelf life of that wasn't mm-hmm. you know terribly long. So I would you know steam the spinach, and then um, yeah, like we would you know let it um, you know kind of condenses down, and uh, for freezing, um, we used these. Um, silicone baking sheets yeah so there's um if you go to like the big box stores um they have these sheets that are you know they're they call them like brownie bites yeah these little it's cubes and it's it's silicone so basically you can kind of twist it and the things just you know when they're once they're frozen they just pop out and then i didn't i didn't buy any fancy um storage container i know there's some nice little systems where you can they're all color coded and you know you can you know have your dates on there but we just use ziploc bags <laughs> <laughs> but then one thing i liked about that was you could um you could again kind of mix things so we'd have like you know I'd do a couple cubes of spinach and then maybe a couple cubes of apples and you know maybe a couple cubes of you know carrots or something then you could mix it up and you have i mean i don't i guess i felt like we could have more variety that way yeah and we like i said we were just if um, it was what I was eating, then it was what they were eating. Mm-hmm. And really the amount of time that I had to blend anything for them was so short in the big picture. I mean, you're, I'm talking maybe two months. Mm-hmm. Um, by eight months, they had a pretty solid pincher grasp, so I could give them just cubes of things. And honestly, by 10 or 11 months, my boys were eating pretty much everything. Oh, that's great. I mean, anything that we could eat. Yeah. Um, and they still do. You know, they're toddlers, so... There are days when they have preferences, and these days their favorite thing to do is play um, dump truck with their food. Oh, gosh. You know, pick up, Uh, dump it out. Oh, my God. But I hope you have a really good (laughs) Swiffer. I have two hungry dogs. Oh, Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, but, um, you know, it was in the long run, I mean – making baby food was I, I almost found it kind of like therapeutic it felt like something good that I had control over um, it helped me feel like a little more in charge of things that were going on but it's such a short period of time 
in the long run. Um, yeah. I think I think we did um, pure. Well, we did the purees at the twins for, you know, probably I'm guessing about four months. And but then, as you said, I think when they got between 10 to 12 months, they're doing just a lot more solids and, you know, just regular food in in pieces. So, um, you know, and then I had, you know, I had made things in batches. So I had sort of a supply in the freezer that you know I could just kind of pull out which was nice so it was definitely a lot more a lot less work thanks so much to everybody for joining us today and for more information about homemade baby food for your twins or for more information about any of our speakers and panelists you can visit our episode page on our website now this conversation continues for members of our twin talks club and after the show um, our panelists are going to talk about some of their baby food making oops <laughs> so for more information about the twin talks club you can visit our website on newmommymedia.com it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, here's a question from one of our listeners. This comes from Sandy of Kansas, and she writes, I'm pregnant with twins. I'm not very far along yet, so I'm still nervous and praying that they both make it through the first trimester safe and sound. But I'd love some advice in the meantime. Anything different that I need to do with my diet besides ingest more calories? Any special gear for pregnancy and beyond that I need to make sure I have? I'm really trying to learn everything I can, so any and all advice is greatly appreciated. Hi, Sandy. This is Donna Rose Feinberg. I'm an IBCLC, mom of twins, and editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. As I'm sure you're already learning, there are some things about expecting twins that are a bit different from being pregnant with one baby at a time. Here are some things to think about and do during pregnancy. First and most importantly, listen to your body. Some moms find they need to make a lot of lifestyle and dietary changes while they're pregnant, and some don't need to change much of anything. Some moms are up and about at their normal activity levels, and some need to limit their activities early on. This depends on so many things, your previous activity level, your job conditions, and the unique circumstances of your own pregnancy. There's no single set of rules that is right for everyone. Please check with your own care provider to help you make decisions about your own unique pregnancy. Many nutritionists suggest increasing not only your overall calorie intake, but specifically your protein intake while pregnant with multiples. Protein helps your baby's development, and while many moms carry their twins to 37 weeks or more, some moms deliver early. It's important to ensure that your babies are growing well early on. This doesn't mean you should live on milkshakes and cheeseburgers, but you may want to incorporate additional protein sources in your overall diet. Lots of moms like making smoothies with protein powder because it's an easy way to get a lot of healthy ingredients and extra protein into one meal. I recommend a book called When You're Expecting Twins, Triplets, or Quads by Barbara Luke for a really good explanation of diet and nutrition during a multiples pregnancy. To keep yourself comfortable, I strongly suggest adding some extra pillows to your sleeping arrangement. You may want several pillows, maybe one behind your back and another between your legs, or you may be most comfortable with a long body pillow or other maternity pillow to support your growing belly. Many moms also find they're more comfortable using a belly support band later in pregnancy to help support their growing midsection. Sometimes you can have your care provider prescribe a special band or get one from a maternity specialty store. 
Finally, pregnancy is a great time to reach out to other moms. Join your local twins club or reach out to other moms of multiples online. Local groups often have expectant or new moms groups you can attend now to get advice from moms who have recently been through the adventure of twin pregnancy. Note that local clubs have different personalities, programs, and offerings. If one group is not a great match, you may be able to find another nearby or online that will meet your needs. Again, congratulations on your pregnancy. Take it easy, keep them cooking, and enjoy this new adventure. And come visit me online at breastfeedingtwins.org for more information and tips. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.